Concerning the economically unstable times that we live in, it is a great idea to convert some of your savings into real money. Now, there is a big difference between real money and what we call money, which is actually just currency. So our dollar is currency, which fluctuates. Real money, on the other hand, like silver, for example, is a store of value over time. The best way to think of it is like this. If you had saved $1,000 in cash back in the late 60s, the late 1960s, that $1,000 would still be $1,000 technically, but it would buy you significantly less today due to inflation. Now, if you had saved that same $1,000 in silver back in the 1960s, today it would be worth around $28,000. So one of the best ways to protect your purchasing power is in real money, more specifically silver. You can buy and have the metal shipped discreetly to your door, and what most people don't know is that you can actually convert your IRA or even a 401k into physical silver rather than having all of your life savings tied up in the paper fiat system, which is subject to hyperinflation. Go to dailyrenegade.com and click on the Cornerstone Assets Metals banner. This is the only company that I personally trust with this kind of thing. Click on that and sign up to get your free silver report today. One of the financial experts will speak with you to find out the best way to protect your savings going forward in these uncertain times. Hey everybody, hope you are doing well. Welcome to JPD Weekly for today. Uh, I wanted to go through some kind of quantum physics sort of stuff for Christians. And, and uh, we dealt with this a little bit last time, uh, specific to CERN. Th this one I want to talk more about just the study in general. Uh, before that, some announcements. So we had our very first Daily Renegade contest where we actually had one lucky winner win an entire year subscription to Daily Renegade. And uh, that went really well. But that's why it's a good idea to um, sign up for the email newsletter. And uh, so we did it for a full weekend, got a ton of response, a lot more than I thought we were going to get. And because of that, we got a bunch of new members now. So welcome to uh, Daily Renegade, all you new members. We're glad to have you here. So uh, that can, that went so well that that convinced us that we'll probably be doing some more of those in the future. So look forward to that. Um, also, uh, some more big changes just to kind of the content of of Daily Renegade. So I, I mentioned before that Daily Renegade's going through some changes. Some of it has to do with the economy, which everybody is feeling nowadays. So we know that we're not alone in that, but uh, please keep us in prayer. Uh, but we've had to, we've had to kind of downsize a little bit, but, but it, it actually might be a blessing in disguise because I've, I've been for a while. Well, this is how it started. So long, long time ago, I started talking about how I wanted to get a Daily Renegade app out there for you guys, for the TV, for your phone, uh, so you don't have to be on the computer, or, you know. Um, so there's that. And then there's also uh, a problem with how long the website sometimes takes to load. So some of you might have had this happen. You, you put in your login information, you hit login, and then it seems like it stays on that page or it doesn't go anywhere or it goes to a white screen. If you wait a few seconds, if you wait like 20, 30 seconds, it will log you in and bring you in. Um, but it, it sometimes on some browsers and, and devices, it, it takes a long time. Uh, 
So the reason for that is because of just the sheer amount of videos that we have uh, on the Daily Renegade website. So we go through Wix. Uh, apparently Wix is having a hard time storing all the files or so it's slowing it down. So what we want to do is we want to have um, some other solution, you know, another way to house the videos. Uh, there, there was a Vimeo option, but we don't want to go through Vimeo because they have totally censored some of our ministry friends and removed their content. So we haven't wanted to chance that. And so the, you know, one of the solutions is that we just do it ourselves. We, you know, get a server or something and, and figure out how to do that. Uh, but that is incredibly expensive. So I don't know how feasible that is. Uh, but we're looking into, into some other options. Um, but because of that, uh, at, at least for the foreseeable future, the uh, Daily Renegade is only going to be my content. From you know, we're going to keep we're going to keep the old videos from Gary Wayne and Brian Melvin and you know Mike Stibbs and and everybody else that has been part of Daily Renegade. And if we can in the future, we'll bring everybody back if we can find out figure out this problem. But um, we don't have the kind of staff to be able to deal with everybody's videos, and we we just had to downsize a lot. But it, the reason that it might be a blessing in disguise is we are hoping or, or we're still we're praying about it and please pray about this with us we're we're thinking that it might be a good idea if we can do it responsibly carefully to switch daily renegade from uh, a membership subscription type of thing to just donation based now, the benefit of doing that is if we go through donation and we don't deal with the membership anymore, we can go through Subsplash, which can they, they can make us an app. They can they can basically do everything we need. The only the only problem right now is they they don't have a way to deal with the paywall. They don't have a way to deal with the membership thing. Uh, now, I really like Subsplash a lot. Skywatch goes through them. Uh, Dr. Ken Johnson, I believe, does. I think Prophecy Watchers and a few others. Uh, I, might, I might be wrong on a couple of those. But um, but I, I know Skywatch has gone through them, and they, they've, uh, as far as I know, have been really good to us. So I, I would like to use Subsplash for Daily Renegade, but the problem is, of course, everything costs money, so it's, it's, it's kind of expensive. And if it's donation-based, then that's really hard to plan for on our side because when it's membership, you know exactly how much is coming in when, I mean, unless somebody cancels, but you, 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 can, you get a pretty good idea of how much is coming in when, what, what you can afford to spend on certain things and uh, all that. Donation, you don't really have the same kind of security. You, don't, you, you, know, you, you, you never know what, what's coming in or when. Um, so we would probably have to supplement some of that with, you know, maybe selling DVDs or something, but I've also been trying to think, well, what, what can I do where it's not giving myself another job that I just don't have time for? Um, so we're, you know, pray, pray for us, pray for wisdom with all this, because we want to do this right by God first. Uh, and of course we want to do it right by you and everybody at Daily Renegade. So um we're still we're, we're just following god's plan with it we're seeing where it leads so for for now it's going to be content from me um and i'm going to do my best to try to post a little bit more frequently because i know uh, lately it, it's it's been kind of sparse um but again a lot of that is the video stuff and so so we're we're working on that we're working through that um 
What else? Oh, if you have any computer experience, or if you have any, if 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 you want want to volunteer, I can't afford to pay anybody right now. But if if you want to help, or if maybe you guys have some ideas, uh, may, maybe some of you have worked with ministries who have gone through this and know how to navigate it. Um, so any any. Uh, Anybody, if you have any ideas, of course, we're more than happy to hear everybody out. You can just put it in the content, uh, contact form on the Daily Renegade website or just email me directly, joshpeckdisclosure at gmail.com, and let me know what you think. Or uh, So um, I wanted to just go through some quick announcements first before getting into the actual content. So the reason for this video is the same as the reason for the last video. The last video I talked mostly about Sarah, and I have this uh, upcoming interview on Tipping Point with Jimmy Evans, Pastor Jimmy Evans. I'm excited about that, and uh, when I have, you know, like a bigger interview or a bigger like presentation or something like that, I, I like to kind of run through some of the things that I might be talking about on my show and kind of use that, um, you know, use that as like a f to freshen up a little bit, you know, because I, I haven't really studied a lot on Cerner quantum physics recently and so this is a good exercise to see where i'm at how much study i need to do in what areas before the interview and uh to give myself plenty of time to prepare with notes and stuff so that's what today's video is all about but it's still going to be incredibly beneficial it should be if i'm doing my job right uh and always if you have a a topic that you'd like me to discuss or or a question or a study you want me to do or whatever again you can contact me through the daily renegade contact form but um all right so let's jump into it so well let's just talk about what is quantum physics just in the simplest terms and it, it's actually easy to understand um I, I mean now the whole field of quantum physics is is can can it can be complicated but the reason for that is a lot of the language that scientists use, and I'll, I'll be getting into that um, in a little bit. But so don't don't immediately turn this off thinking I can't understand this. If, if I can, you can. <laughs> I, I did one I did one semester of college for graphic design and dropped out. So if if I can get the big picture stuff on this, you can too. Okay, I can't do the math, <laughs> but uh, you can you can get the big picture stuff, and you can uh, actually. You, get a lot of appreciation for God's design that you may not have uh, realized otherwise. So it's, it's a really cool thing. But quantum physics is just the study of the behavior of the smallest things possible. So quantum just means as small as it gets. So, you know, you, you have uh, atoms that are made of quarks and uh, electrons and, you know, all this stuff. So when you get to the point where the particle you're looking at can't be broken down anymore, that's the that's a quantum particle. So for a while, people thought that an atom was a quantum particle because they didn't think atoms were made of anything. Well, they found out there's actually a bunch of stuff in there. There's forces and quarks and stuff. And uh, so now the theory is that like a, a quark, you know, might be a, a, a quantum particle. And then physics is just behavior it's just it's just studying the behavior of those tiny smallest of the small particles so in essence that's all it is um now like i said before quantum physics it seems like a difficult field of research that most people could feel intimidated by but actually the opposite should be true now again i can't speak for like the the mathematical stuff and the really deep like 
theoretical experimental kind of stuff where I actually have to use math. Like I'm not, I'm not really all that great at that, but to just understand the big pictures, like what is a particle, that kind of stuff, it's different than what we think it is. So it takes a little bit of adjustment to start thinking about things properly, but it, it's not intimidating. The, the reason that it seems intimidating is because a lot of scientists don't know how to explain these kinds of things simply to where we can understand. Unfortunately, a lot of scientists are more concerned about sounding smart around their colleagues than uh, you know, explaining it for us lay people. But there are a few out there that will explain it pr pretty good at least. There, there's, there were some authors that I uh, read and that, that, seemed, that seemed to help a lot. And then, and then once you kind of start to understand some of the language they use, it's, it's almost like deciphering a, a, a language back into English. Uh, so the books that I've written about quantum physics, all I've really done is I've I've just told what quantum physics teaches, but just in a way where um, the layman like you and me can understand it, you know, in just simple, easy to understand language. And there, there's not a whole lot of physicists that do that. There's a few, but there's not a lot. So it's it's more about just understanding the language and that. You, you can get the big picture of, of this kind of stuff. Um, now, this also brings up, well, why is this for Christians? Because most would assume that science and the Bible don't agree, like, in many different ways at all. Uh, but I actually have a different view on this. It's um, in, in my first book, Quantum Creation, I talked about the difference between observation and interpretation. And this here, I think, is the key on why so many people think the Bible and science conflict and they just can't agree. Um, it's not the truth of the Bible and the truth of science that don't agree. Those go hand in hand perfectly. Um, in many ways, they're both talking about the same thing if it's the truth of both. But where we get into trouble, where it seems like there's a contradiction, is how do we interpret the Bible? How do we interpret science? How do we interpret what the experiment is doing? So I've used this example before. I heard a physicist say one time that, and he said this in a debate too, I think, but he said, we know that the afterlife isn't real. There is no afterlife because there is no quantum field to take the information anywhere. So see what he did. That's an, that's an interpretation of a real science. So quantum field theory is a real science. It's the most accurate science that we have to date uh, in its predictions and stuff. It's extremely accurate, really precise, and it's the only reason that the LHC at CERN even works. Um, so it's a real science. It's a real thing. Yet, look what this physicist did. He, he didn't just, quantum field theory doesn't say anything about the afterlife because quantum field theory describes the physical universe that we live in. It's how the physical universe runs. You wouldn't expect that there would be a quantum field to take information to anywhere. You, you know, I mean, that, that would have to mean, you would have to presuppose that the soul or the spirit or consciousness or whatever, that the soul is made of quantum fields too, like our physical bodies. And there, there's just no reason to, to believe that. So that, that kind of thing, when you see a, a conflict between science and the Bible, or at least it's framed like that, that's what's really happening. Either somebody is misinterpreting the Bible or they're misinterpreting science. And so far I have yet to see a 
um, an accurate interpretation of the Bible and an accurate interpretation of some science, anything, and have them conflict. Uh, I, I have it. There's, there's always something there where it, it, it's, it makes sense. Um, so that's what we have to watch out for. Observation. So we shouldn't, just like we don't want scientists to just completely throw out the Bible, you know, we, we don't want them to, and they do, they, a lot of them do this, not all of them, but a lot of them do this. They'll just completely throw out the Bible and say, it's just, it's, it's all garbage. And, uh, you know, it's like, like Lawrence Krauss is a physicist that's like this. He just, he hates the Bible. He hates religion. He's, he's incredibly insulting towards it. Um, when we see that, it's like, okay, we don't want scientists to do that, but at the same time, we shouldn't want to do that with science either. We, we shouldn't just say, oh, well, it's just all garbage. Like, they're, they're all atheists. They're all anti-God. They're all, I just don't even want to deal with science because of that. Science is just the study of the world around us. You know, that's that's all it is. You look up at the sky, see the stars, see how they move. I mean, that's that's science. I mean, you're, you're, you're observing something scientifically. Um you might not be measuring it totally precisely, but that but that is science. So science is a very good thing, um, but but you, you know so so we don't want to just totally throw it away just <clears throat> just because some scientists say because the same thing happens with Bible studies. So you'll hear one pastor say, "Well, this verse means this," and you'll hear another pastor say with the same verse that it means something totally different. That happens a lot. That is a human nature thing. Uh, so. Because scientists are human beings too, scientists do that too. They'll take an experiment, like the double slit experiment, and they'll say, well, this means this certain thing. Uh, then you'll have another scientist with use the same experiment and say, well, this means something totally different. So that's the difference between observation, you know, what's actually happening in real life that we can all agree on, like this experiment, the results of this experiment is what we can all agree on. Versus how to interpret that. What's the interpretation? What does this mean for us? You know, how, what does this mean going forward? How, how do we extrapolate more out of this? That's, that's the issue. So as much as I would tell the scientists, don't let bad Bible teachers discourage you from actually looking into it and, and seeing the truth that's in there. I would tell uh, Christians the same thing. Don't let bad scientists or people that are just trying to push an agenda, don't let them ruin uh, for you, just the beauty of what science actually is, because it's it's the study of how God made everything, and it really does like, it, it, if you if you handle it with a biblical worldview, um, it can really give you an appreciation for just the the beauty and artistry that God has in His design. I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, okay, so I brought up the double slit experiment first. I'll, I'll take that a little further and actually explain it. So, just uh, the short version of it what what it shows um you know, they, they they fire i believe electrons <laughs> uh at this at this plate while it's not being observed they see a certain pattern and then they do it again while they're actually measuring measuring it with with you know some sort of detector and they see a totally different pattern and uh so most scientists a lot of scientists will just kind of leave it there. Like, oh, okay, well, observation, you know, measuring something has something to do with the particle's behavior. Um, and a lot of them leave it there. And, and there's a lot more to it. Like, I am I am really, really condensing this. There's a lot more to it, but that's, that's, that's the basic gist of it. But then other, 
other scientists will use that and they'll take it as far as to say, see, we can control the reality around us. If, if we could fully tap into this potential, we could like move things with our minds and I'll just, it gets into new agey, weird, new agey stuff. Um, and none of that, none of that's true. That's a wrong interpretation. Uh, you know, what one, one scientist said, you know, it might not even be the measuring at all because the, the, the observer, the measuring device, what is it? Well, that is a big, huge clump of, of, of particles, right? And particles interfere with each other. So you're introducing this new big clump of particles into, into you know, uh, the, the general area of one particle. It makes sense that that might alter it some. So it could just be that. It could just be because there's extra matter around and it's just the matter that's doing it and it's not the observation at all. Uh, so there's different, there's different, ways to interpret it. Uh, um, an honest scientist will say, we probably don't really know for sure right now exactly why this is happening or how or all the inner workings of it. Or, uh, you know, it could turn out in 10 years that it's something totally different than we thought. You know, we don't know. But uh, people will use science just like people use the Bible to teach all sort of wacky things. So we have to watch out for that. Um, and the, the double slit experiment, I think, is a good example. Um, now, like I was saying before, you know, what does quantum physics have anything to do with the Bible? Why is it important for Christians? Well, I, I mean, I would never say that every Christian needs to look into this to be a Christian. I mean, there's people that just don't have any interest in it. There's stuff I don't have any interest in that people, um, find a lot of deep meaning and it brings them closer to God and they understand more about some aspect of his personality or nature. Uh, and that's great. Th this one just happens to be one, one for me. So I wouldn't say that it's important for every Christian. Some Christians just might not be led to want to deal with it, and that's fine. Uh, but for those who do, I believe that what's important about it is it shows us God's design. I mean, you, when you look at quantum physics, you, you see God's fingerprint all over everything. <laughs> I mean, he uses similar designs all the way down to the, the quantum particle, and then you just see how, how the, the, the beauty of how forces work with these particles and keep everything in balance and everything together. And it's, 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 it's phenomenal. But for me, it, it kind of gives me more of a window into, uh, the creativity, the artistic creativity, but also like just beautiful functionality, you know, just the practicality of his design. It, it's like both artistic and practical. It's, it's amazing. Um, it's absolutely genius. So, uh, that that kind of thing, I think that's why it would be important to you know at least at least get some of the basics. I, you know, another thing too is if you know at least some of the basics, you're less likely to be deceived later, because there are again a lot of popular uh, scientists and uh, physicists and stuff that will try to use these experiments to teach a lot of anti-biblical things. Um, lately, it's been one one of the most recent things has been the whole idea of the multiverse. Uh, it's a fun fictional idea. It's fun, you know. You can, you can make a lot of cool stories with that for sure. And I'm not demeaning those stories. I, I love science fiction. It's 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 fun, you know. That's all it is. It's just fun. It, there's nothing really serious about it. But the idea of the multiverse just by itself, just as a scientific notion, is is really flawed. And it was developed for a lot of reasons. But ma mainly, when you really look into it, it's it's people trying to get away from God, people trying to explain. Uh, fine tuning, which is basically, it just means that our universe, our world is set up for life. Um, if 
like if one particle had like a little bit more energy to it or something and then nothing can nothing can even bind together and you don't have a universe anymore like everything is precisely perfectly tuned in balance so once once studies on that started coming out it's oh we got to find an answer to this well they, you know, there's, they were stuck on the Big Bang it happened by chance. So it's, well, this happened by chance. The only way that's possible if there's a lot of other universes. And then they'll even go as far as to say an infinite number, which is physically impossible. <laughs> you, you cannot have an infinite number of universes. That just goes on forever. I mean, they used to think that space, just outer space, went on infinitely. And that there's no reason that any scientist should have ever believed that. Um one thing I do know about math, if you're doing a math problem and it, and the answer comes out as infinity, you messed up something somewhere. I mean, that, that's, that's been like a standard mathematical practice for a long time. An ancient mathematician, uh, Carl Gauss, talked about that. Uh, I, that was a long time ago, 17, 1800s, I think. So I have it in quantum creation and I have the direct quote, but... Uh, infinity should never be the answer because it's, 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 it's not realistic. So already there's a problem, but why not a finite one? Well, now, now you get into, uh, even if there's a lot, like trillions, you, you need to have some kind of mechanism that's creating these universes. And what's really interesting, I saw a really good interview with Stephen Meyer, and I'm blanking on the host's name right now. Uh, but Dr. Stephen Meyer... And the way that he explained it is when you really drill down into it, what you find out, there's actually two separate sets of fine-tuning that you would need to account for. And they don't, like, you, you, you can't put them in the same group. So you would have to have two mechanisms that are creating universes uh, to, to, to make up for these two different sets of fine-tuning. But not only that, the mechanisms themselves to even work, to operate, would have to be fine-tuned. So you're really just kicking the can down the road. You know, so, so what created the mechanisms then? A universe creating... A, a, a uni I mean, you, you just kick the can down the road all the time, and um, uh, it, it, you don't ever really answer the problem. So, but the whole multiverse idea to some Christians who don't really look into it is really enticing. And they like the idea, and they want to incorporate that into Christianity somehow. And sometimes it gets into weird stuff, like Mandela Effect stuff, uh, where, where people have convinced themselves that they're from other universes. And I'm, I, I'm here to tell you it is impossible. It is, it is just it is not true. Uh, the, this theory was developed as a way to get away from God. So don't let Satan use that even more against you. But this is why it's good to look into this stuff. Um now, I'm not saying that God couldn't have created other universe, other universes. I'm just saying it's not the many worlds interpretation of the multiverse that science, that physics put, tries to put out there to, to answer how all of this came to be. Um, they, they use the infinite universes to say, well, of course, ours is finely tuned because there's a bunch of others that aren't and we just happen to be the lucky ones which I mean, if you even look into that the chances of that but um see the problem is if it was infinite and if if there was an infinite number of universes that's a number without ending any fraction of infinity equals infinity so there's an infinite number of universes and ours is just the one that has finely tuned and it has life on our world we can't be the only one in an infinite multiverse because 
there would be an infinite number of our worlds that work out perfect, just like ours does. And there would be an infinite number of worlds that don't work at all and don't have life. I mean, you, you just can't, you still can't get away from it. The fact that, okay, but you still have an infinite number. I mean, it just, all it does is it brings the problem right back around. It's like, you still have to explain why this, because if they're going to say infinite, any fraction of infinity is infinity. Half of infinity is infinity. So, I mean, if you're going to, if they're going to say that, they would have to explain, well, how did we end up with an infinite number of universes then that all have life and are all finely tuned for life? And then they would say, well, because there's an infinite number of not of universes that don't act like that. And then you have 50-50, infinity, infinity. You have infinity over infinity, which equals infinity. Do you see how it's just chaos and it's just, it's illogical? It's illogical. So this is why it's good for Christians to look into this stuff, at least just a basic, just basic idea of something, you know, even simple like that. Just what is infinity? Um, and why is it physically impossible? Now, I'm not saying that God can't be infinite. Of course he can in, in a lot and in, in probably an infinite number of ways, but that's God. We're talking about physical universes here. You know, we're talking about actual universes that we're, we're living in and everything we know, it, 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 there's, there's no logical way to make that work mathematically. There, there's just no, there's no way to make it work because you keep coming up against these, um, paradoxes and problems and things. Uh, so why do Christian, why should Christians, why is it important for Christians? So you're not deceived. Now, if, if you don't ever look into quantum physics, you don't care about it. I mean, you still might want to know in case you, you might run into somebody who that's their hang up. You know, I can't accept God because quantum physics, multiverse thing. And then, you know, if you know the basics, you could at least say, Oh, well, you know, you just share this video with them or, you know, just tell them what I told them, hopefully without, without as much stuttering, but <laughs> that, that's all that's, that can be helpful, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's a necessity for every Christian to know this stuff. It's just if you have an interest in it, and, and it, but it, it is good to guard against uh, deception. Um, I want to get into dark matter, rainbow gravity theory, quantum field theory of consciousness and extra dimensions. I want to get into all that, but we're running up on almost half an hour here. So why don't I call it good for uh, this free version? And then you can get the the whole video at dailyrenegade.com by becoming a member today. It's only $10 a month or $100 a year. And if you can do the $100 a year, you should do that. It's cheaper in the long, it's cheaper in the long run. Um, if you do it month by month, that's going to be 120 after a year. If you do the hundred a year now, you're, you get 20 bucks off. So, uh, you should do that. And then, like I said before, please keep us in prayer and pray for our guidance, our wisdom, strength, uh, provision, all, all of that stuff. Keep us in prayer because we, we really want to use Daily Renegade to honor God in the best way possible. And we know if we're doing that, he's going to provide the way to do it. So just pray that our eyes are open to what he wants to show us on the future of Daily Renegade. And I, I think we're on that path. I don't know exactly where it's going to take us. Um, but I didn't know that when we first started, when I first started Daily Renegade and look where we're at now. You know, So we're still, we're still here, even after all the censorship and everything. Uh so anyway, if you want if you want more, go to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership today. If you're viewing this for free on YouTube, Rumble, anywhere else, uh, it, well, if you're a member, hang on the line because you got another half of the video left. But if you're watching this anywhere except for Daily Renegade, like on YouTube or or anything like that, then um, 
thank you for thank you for watching and take care and god bless concerning the economically unstable times that we live in it is a great idea to convert some of your savings into real money now there is a big difference between real money and what we call money which is actually just currency so our dollar is currency which fluctuates real money on the other hand like silver for example is a store of value over time the best way to think of it is like this if you had saved one thousand dollars in cash back in the late 60s the late 1960s that one thousand dollars would still be one thousand dollars technically but it would buy you significantly less today due to inflation now if you had saved that same one thousand dollars in silver back in the 1960s today it would be worth around $28,000 so one of the best ways to protect your purchasing power is in real money more specifically silver you can buy and have the metal shipped discreetly to your door and what most people don't know is that you can actually convert your IRA or even a 401k into physical silver rather than having all of your life savings tied up in the paper fiat system which is subject to hyperinflation. Go to dailyrenegade.com and click on the Cornerstone Assets Metals banner. This is the only company that I personally trust with this kind of thing. Click on that and sign up to get your free silver report today. One of the financial experts will speak with you to find out the best way to protect your savings going forward in these uncertain times.